Hello friends, I'm so excited for you guys to listen to this bonus episode. It's actually a little bit like an interview that I have done with my friend Jake where we are talking about how our stories, they're very different, but we were looking for very similar fulfillments in our lives. And the first thing we wanted was fitness and it actually led us to our faith journey. And I know you guys are really loving hearing and listening to how my journey has been, what it has been for me and how I have gotten here. So I thought it would be really great for you guys to hear another perspective to hear how it's not just me and maybe you can relate to his story too. This is part one of our interview together. If you do want to listen to part two, head on over to his podcast that he has, The Hipschman Experience. I can't wait to hear what you guys think. Enjoy. Hi, thank you for listening to Be You Unapologetically podcast. I am your host, Kyra Carlin, and I am so freaking thankful that you decided to listen to this podcast. I am a passionate entrepreneur who is obsessed with helping others show up unapologetically. Here's the thing. I spent my entire life showing up how I thought I was supposed to because then I was going to be happy. It was once I realized that when I would show up as myself unapologetically that I was going to start finding my passion and my purpose, which was helping others do the same. I take my job very seriously with helping you through my life tips, my life tricks that I have had, and some stories and rants that you're going to hear along the way. I just want to thank you for listening to Be You Unapologetically podcast because this is what's changed my life. Hello friends, welcome to Be You Unapologetically podcast. I am your host Kyra Carlin and today actually is a bonus episode for you guys. I'm super excited. We're kind of doing a little bit of like an interview, talk about just sharing our journeys together. I have my friend Jake Hipschman here with me who has an amazing journey, fitness, religion, just self-growth all on his own. And so I just really thought this was something that you guys have been asking a little bit about my journey, how things are going, my faith journey especially. So I kind of thought why not have another set of ears here to have soundboard feedback, And, you know, it may be a little bit of a hot mess, but I feel like you guys wouldn't expect anything different. Um, I do kind of want to give you a background on Jake before we get started. We actually went to high school together, did not even really know each other in high school, but afterwards really took similar paths with fitness and then turned into entrepreneurship, which then also ironically led to different faith journeys. Um, And it's just been one of those things where we really have found connection because of so many similarities. And I know so many of you guys who battle or feel the exact same ways that I do when I'm going through something. So I thought it would just be really fun to introduce Jake to you guys and to know like how your journey, it can be different, but at the same time, sometimes that's what you need in order to find your way. Don't you agree? I don't think I could have done a better intro for me than that. (laughs) Well, perfect. I think I think sometimes we get so caught up in what we should sound like, what we should be doing, but that's kind of what our journeys both have been like. You know, you should be my spokesperson. Okay, be, I can do it. You should be the person who writes all my posts because... <laughs> You know, you, you, you've you got a, a better way with words than I do. It is definitely my forte, what we like to call word vomit. Um, but I love that both of us, I want to kind of give a background on you if you don't mind me and you can pop in anytime. Um, 
we both decided like after we got into our, I feel like adulthood of that we wanted to be somebody different and not just like be someone different, but look at ourselves differently. That, that mid twenties was like the time for me. Like when it just kind of hit me, I need to do something different. We always say midlife crisis, but I'm always like, I think they need like century. What's that? Quarter century? Quarter century crisis. That's not, yeah. not a century crisis. A quarter century crisis. Cause I feel like the same night I was 25 and I was just like, I need to change something, but isn't it funny how we both went for physical changes because we were just bound to determine that if we could change ourselves physically, then we could <laughs> we could be able to feel better about ourselves. And we both kind of found that that wasn't what we were looking for. And I think it took both of us like I mean, being successful and I'm doing, I forget you guys can't see me. I'm doing bunny ears or air quotes. Not I, 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 I do the air quotes. So, I mean, we both failed, but we're successful in our fitness journey of changing ourselves physically completely different than where we started. Um, it's really funny is that your story is, I feel like the opposite of mine because I was on a weight loss journey and you were on like a muscle building journey. Um, and he was very successful with that same as myself. And I think when we went through those changes, it kind of turned into like, okay, so I physically changed, but why do I still have these same feelings? Do Mm -hmm. you feel like you could talk about that on yours? It's, it's funny because, um, I don't want to refer to it as a high, but there's almost a Mm -hmm. high of the physical success you get from your, uh, fitness journey that it does carry you for a little bit, but it's not going to sustain you for the long term. Like it lasted me, it might sound like a long time, but when we're talking about a lifetime, two or three years, that's nothing. And I needed something more than just being physically active. Like, yeah, you get your endorphins going and you feel good for having good sweat, but that's only 30, 40 minutes out of your day and you still got the rest of your day to get fulfillment out of. I think that's one of the biggest things that is actually hard to hand that to somebody because once you get to the point, like you said, like that high feeling, it's almost like the sense of accomplishment of, I always talk about, and they know this, the Forrest Gut mentality. Well, I've come this far, I might as well keep going. And it's like, you do kind of get obsessed with it, whether it's weight loss, muscle gain, body image, whatever it is, like you get obsessed with being like, okay, well, I've done this. What if I can do a little bit more? What if I can do a little more? And you don't recognize it until hindsight where you look back and you're like, I was searching for fulfillment and I was literally searching for physical attributes to make me feel mentally better. Um, I think both of us found that. And then it was kind of like, but I thought this was the end. I thought this was where I was going to be the happiest I could possibly be. What's missing? Um, I think that right there. And you and I, it's interesting. We peaked as far as like physically, I think sort of close to the same time there's that really amazing photo of you like physically where uh what was that thing where you went to i think it was summit where you walked on stage Mm -hmm. so physically that was probably at your at your peak and my peak was probably in 2019 i was probably the most not to brag about myself but the most ripped shredded like i you talk like people talk about the baseball and the bicep I looked back at that the other day, and don't get me wrong, I'm still in like healthy shape now, but but back then I looked and I was like, holy crap. Isn't it funny? I just talked about this too, where 
you will look back at those pictures and you can see it and you're like, that's what I looked like. Like that's how physically fit I was. That's how either big I was or how small I was. That's how great shape I am. And I am sure, at least I can speak for myself, when I was in that shape, I was not saying those things to myself. No, I was thinking like, okay, now I need to do this. Now I need my, my stomach always needed to be smaller. My arms always needed to be more ripped. And it was like looking back and seeing that now, it's the answer that I feel like so many people, you wish you could just like shake them and tell them is that it was never about your body. No. As much as you think. And I know you're probably listening to this right now, thinking to yourself, but you don't understand because, and then you're filling in the blank and you're telling yourself this story of, if only I looked like this, then I know that I'll feel better. And more than likely you're looking at somebody else or some, a lot of somebody, especially on social, and you see them be the attainability that you want physically. And you're thinking, but they're happy. And I can promise you, and I know you know this, through this screen, it all looks great. It's a really pretty picture. But just like a painting, if you get close up, there are a lot of mess ups. There are a lot of things that aren't pretty. There's a lot of imperfection in there. And a lot of, probably a lot of negative that's going on behind the scenes that you don't even recognize um, until you're going through it and or have gone through it. Which I think is where both of us were. Like you said, we, quote, peaked. We... We're in the absolute best shape of our lives. And it was like, okay, but this isn't it. And so I think that is where our personal growth journey happened, which still is not our faith journey. I, I, yeah, I'd say that was where our personal growth journeys started, yeah. to be perfectly honest. And those were interesting journeys in and of themselves. I think that is one of the hardest things to understand is that, I mean, I look back and I'm like, man, imagine how I would have felt had I gone through personal development while I was going through those physical changes. Um, I probably wouldn't have pushed myself so much. I probably wouldn't have, I know I wouldn't have said such negative things to myself at a, for a lifetime that of things that I prayed for. I prayed for that for so long and I was there and I was literally tearing myself apart. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards it was like, okay, so I jumped into personal growth and listening to podcasts like this, listening to audiobooks, and I was craving it. Once again, I was like grasping at straws. It turned into another Forrest Gump mentality where I was like, okay, now I need to read this book and I need to do this journal and I need to do all of these things because then, then I'll be happy. Um, and one of the hardest parts is recognizing that once again, it's, you are not supposed to fulfill that void with earth things, right? So so let me ask you, okay, what was it around that time that prompted you let's just say that you needed to uh grow in a different way because for me I was almost kind of forced to because I got hurt okay so um in hindsight looking back like where I was at my peak I was probably mentally not in my most unhealthy place I've ever been in my life but like I was actually going through a lot of anger at the time because uh and what's, what's that saying about uh, anger towards someone else is just a poison on yourself? Yes, it's like having someone that was, else. That was some, to, to some degree, that was what I was going through. And I was taking it out on pushing myself in my fitness. And I had a really bad muscle pull that took me out of fitness for about two and a half months. I remember. It was like your ab, wasn't it? Yeah. An ab muscle. And it forced you into, hi, you can't move your body and you still got demons in your head. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do about it? Um, You know, it's, I think mine was a slow 
thing. I didn't have like a certain moment. I did with my faith journey, but when it came to my personal growth journey, that wasn't what it was like, except for the exact thing you're talking about when I did the bodybuilding show and, or, you know, bikini competition for lack of better term. Um, I was, we drove, I think it was 11 hours to the show and the whole way there, I didn't appreciate it. The whole time I was there, I didn't appreciate it. I walked the stage. I didn't appreciate it. And you had to wait a whole day to get the picture to show what it looked like. And I remember the whole time that I was there, I didn't love that walk. I, I was petrified because they had to change the place that the photographer was. And he was now down below looking up at you. And one of my biggest insecurities is my stomach after losing 97 pounds. It's hard not to be like, don't look there. And that was where he was shooting from. And I remember I let it steal all of the joy. I didn't take in any of, I don't even remember I was in New Orleans. And it's like, I have always dreamed of going to New Orleans. And I was literally blindsided. I had my blinders on and... When I saw the picture, which is a phenomenal picture of myself, I was like, that's what I look like? Those words literally came out of my mouth. And I remember falling to my knees. It was someone else's phone even. Falling to my knees and just crying because I was like, why did you not see? Like, how could you not see that? Um, And in that moment, I just kind of was like, what is missing? And for me, it was Jen Sincero's You Are a Badass. And... Someone had it and I was like, all right, I'll take that. And I literally read it from New Orleans to Illinois all the way home. And that for me was kind of like, huh, when I read this, this is how I feel, which I feel like is where all of our stuff starts. You just like, you do one little thing and you're like, hmm, this makes me feel this way. I want to keep feeling this way. Come this far, might as well keep going. And I just kind of became obsessed with it. And honestly, Um, it's helped me grow my business. So it gave me results. So I was like, if I keep doing this, I keep getting results. So then I became obsessed with personal growth and helping, helping women understand that who they are is not what their body looks like. And it was because I had to go through that, that it made me be like, okay, if I can feel this way, other people have to feel this way. And as you say, I'm great with my words and my word vomit. So I just started, I started going from there. And because I saw results, I just became obsessed with doing it. So, and it was a real long, like long hill. I feel like it wasn't like a, you know, a mountain that I just got to the top and I'm like, okay, now I'm here. And it just, it was a a hard transition and I have physically changed, but I don't pick myself apart like I did at size two, like when I prayed for that for so long. And now I'm like, huh, this is where it was. And for me, for my faith journey, it really came down to, I didn't understand what else I needed. It was that same kind of feeling. I'm like, wait a second. I'm working out every single day. I'm fueling my body. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm working on everything else around me. Why do I still not feel fulfilled? So on the way to the faith part for the personal growth part, um, so who was it you said was for you that you listened to? Um, and personal journey or for yeah. faith? Personal journey. Man, there's so many of them. Jen Sincero is the that, one. That's the one. Okay. Okay. So for me, and you know this, but the listeners won't, um, it was Jordan Peterson mm-hmm. and his rules for life. Um, and if you guys have not listened, I, su- I strongly suggest listening to it because his voice is very soothing and I feel like very comprehensive like you can really take in what he is saying when you listen to him speak and i this is not a subject to get into i just want to say he gets a bad rap that's something we can talk about afterwards okay but, um 
No, the, the, the man genuinely wants to help people. And so I realized that I need to clean my act up, like with the, the, the things of clean your, uh, clean your room, make your bed, um, uh, treat yourself like you're someone you want to take care of, you know, always tell the truth or at least don't lie. And that started to lead me to this mindset of, which is steering in the direction of faith where I started to think of other people, which led me to the my show that I really enjoy doing right now, which is where you're doing this um, to help a lot of women, which I'm sure some men can benefit from what Probably. you're doing too, whereas yeah. I'm just the flip-flop where I'm promoting a message for men to be brave and capable, and but it's, it's stuff that women can take too. True. And the thing that I think, because... You said you want to talk a little bit about social media yeah. briefly. I think there's this uh, intentional misconception uh, from some people of of intentionally confusing toxicity with capability. Oh my goodness. That could be a whole podcast within itself, which we won't go too far down that no. rabbit hole. But yes, 100%. Um, I think sometimes... We feel the need to show up a certain way in order to feel successful. Once again, it's looking for that pat on the back, looking for the assurance, looking for the affirmation that you are just craving so badly. And rightfully so. We are literally raised in a world where that's what you're told. Like you are valued based upon your followers. You are valued based upon how well a reel does or how much someone likes your post or if someone shares it. I mean... I have taken I have taken so many courses. It's kind of like when we were talking about earlier the 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 fitness high. There's almost a high from getting the likes yeah. on social media that you become addicted to it yes. and you're like, "Okay, well what if I do it like this?" And once again, when you see when you see results, you become obsessed with doing repeating it because you like how it feels when you get the results. It's a drug. It it, it really kind of is. It really is and that's how it's hard for people to put down their phones. It's hard for people to not check constantly. And what's even funnier to me is how many people and I have I have stepkids who are obsessed with TikTok. And we don't want to get into this, but <laughs> they won't make a single post. They won't say a single thing. They won't comment a single thing. And they spend, if I would let them the entire day looking and reading and com- like not commenting, but reading comments all day long. And I'm like, you realize that you are not, sounds terrible. You're not benefiting the world because you're not giving them who you are. You're not allowing yourself to be yourself because you're so obsessed with consuming other people's stuff. And you very easily can get struck into that on your social media of being like, well, this is what I should be doing. This is what I'm supposed to feel. And it definitely takes away from your real calling or your true self because you don't even know how you're supposed to feel because you're so obsessed with getting what other people are willing to give, I should say. I think sometimes it's really hard to whenever it's a habit, just like yep. anything else, um, even fitness in personal development. It's yep. easy to get into the habit, even if it's not good. Like there's a reason they say bad habits are hard to kick or whatever that saying is of like. Well, and it, it takes a month to develop a new habit. So it probably takes about a month to kick a habit. I would think it, I mean, I would think it'd take even longer than that. Uh, a lot of you guys who are listening here, if you've followed along with my journey, I did 75 hard. I'm currently in phase two of that. Um, And as much as I want to say like, oh, it just becomes a habit. I can tell you it's never, it's never a habit. It's a conscious choice. 
But I think that's what is helpful with anything that you do of like, you need to make the decision that you're showing up for it, whether it's in your relationships, your fitness journey, your anything that you're doing. If you're consciously like, this is how I want to feel. How can I feel that way? Versus getting sucked into the habit of allowing yourself to get sucked into the TikToks and the reels and showing up for other people. Um, I think it's just taking that pause and recognizing like, wait a second, why do I feel this way? And how do I want to feel? And what can I do to change it? Which I think is where for me, that's what really led into this. I mean, it's been a slow, but a hard pull on my heart to go from personal development solely to leading into faith. And I had somebody randomly message me. Um, we don't even really know each other. We are acquaintances and asked me to go away for a women's weekend. And I didn't ask any details. I didn't say, you know, what's it about? When is it? Nothing. I said, yeah, sure. And the minute I sent that message, I was like, why did I just tell her? Yes. Like, I don't even know what she's doing, but it was a God thing because I found myself like there not resisting anything. There was no phones. There was no watches, which didn't know that I was addicted to until I didn't have it. And I'm like, (laughs) what time is it? Um, it was hard. I looked at my wrist all the time, but I, it led me to my very strongly intense faith journey that I am truly obsessed with now. But I think it is funny how one thing you look back and you're like, oh, well, that's where it was. That's when I needed to make a change. That's when I recognized. And so what do you think for you has led you more onto your, I would say, like biblical journey than anything? Because I remember you telling me about, you're like, actually, I remember calling you on one of my 75 hard days. It was like a rainy weather day. And I was telling you about it. And you're like, actually, I'm more interested in faith right now than I am these crazy physical changes. So like, I'm good. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember the conversation. And honestly, I wish we would have recorded that. (laughs) So many times. Because we we went on for an hour and 20 minutes. But you and I, like, I had questions. Like, I just wanted to uh, bounce off with someone, um, like, about Christ and, and things like that. Because... It's been an interesting journey for me to find him. And the thing that, like, I'm at the point where I do believe he is my savior. Um, and the and funny thing is, is, I've had, you know, people tell me, like, they'll message me or they'll call me and tell me about this, this moment. And um, I don't, when I say this, I don't want it to sound like I'm calling it cliche or something. And that's not my intention at all. But no, but I know the, exactly. But the, but the thing is, is they'll say, I was dead in my sin. I felt his love and, and all that. And I'm happy for them. And I'm glad they felt that. I'm just saying I haven't felt that. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean I don't believe right. in Christ. Um, I'm just saying I haven't had that experience yet. The closest I've had to that to feeling love from Christ or, 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 or God was, um, and this could be chalked up to total coincidence. It was when, it was the day after we had to put my dog to sleep and he always liked to bathe out in the sun. And the next day, um, it was projected to be a cold week, but the sun was out. 
when it was, it was supposed to be cloudy, and I took that as a as a sign. I always like to call them God winks. They're yeah. just little reminders of like, hey, by the way, <laughs> I'm here with you, and I know exactly what you're talking about when you say that moment that you haven't had yet. Um, and sometimes you were almost like almost grasping for it, like, well, maybe it was this, and maybe it was that, and it's like. I'm not telling you that I know all the details of what it feels like, but I know what it felt like for me. Well, that's why it's important to talk yes. to other people because, uh-huh. and this ties back to the personal growth thing, sometimes you'll just get too caught up in your own head. Yeah. Because there's a lot of times where I'll, where like if I'm having a rough day, I'll sit there and I think, do I actually accept him or did I just think I did? Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the the struggle of everyday faith comes from. Well, yeah, because it's easy. The enemy looks completely different for everybody. And the hardest part is that it's not just one thing. Whereas Christ and God, I believe after just, I've had a lot of moments in the last like month or so where it's like affirmations of like, yes, this is where you're supposed to be. This is what you're supposed to be doing. Um, Man, the enemy has roared his head multiple times and in different ways and different seasons and in things that you almost have to like ask yourself is this me or is this the enemy? And I will share with you what I have said a couple times that I heard at that women's weekend that said, if these are not words God would say, they're not God's words. And I cannot tell you the amount of times where it has been my saving of being like, wait a second. It's that pause that we talk about, but he would never say this to me. So why would I say this to myself or why would I believe this? And those moments that you're talking about, I feel like because you are open to it and you are accepting of it, that your moment will be one you won't even have to question. You won't have to be like, well, was this kind of sort a little bit? Because I feel like before I um, would share about Christ and love him and God's doing work and I would just kind of like passively talk about it. And now I'm like, do you want to talk about Jesus? Because I do. And I know that before I was trying and I was accepting and I was open to the idea, but I had no idea what I was talking about. I have a couple of interesting thoughts, um, at least to me, interesting. So, and they both kind of tie together. One is, and this is something I talked about in one of my earlier episodes of my show, um, it was about a, a... Russian KGB defector, and he was talking about all these cultural issues, and one of the big ones was the decline in uh, church attendance, and that's really strong among our generation, millennials. Mm-hmm. It, there, there is a little bit of a bounce back going on right, <clears throat> excuse me, right now, of people taking interest, but the but here's where the thing uh, becomes intriguing intriguing um jordan peterson had on his show i can't remember the the guy's name he was a catholic priest and they were having a discussion like what like god working in an interesting way because church attendance is down but yet jordan was doing these biblical lectures looking at him from a psychological perspective and he has so many young people showing up interested there Mm -hmm. is actual interest in learning things about the bible and the the priest was asking is it a is it an issue of presentation 
Yeah. You know, is is there something that the church isn't doing to make it appealing to young people? I don't know the answer to that specifically. No, I'm not, and I'm not oh, saying you do. For I'm, sure. I'm, it's an open-ended question for you or anyone listening. My thought is more of like, I I really think the world shutting down had a lot to do with it. There is no if ands, or buts about that. But it was before that that it happened. Um, but for myself, I have not been closer to God than being in lockdown. And having the ability to watch and listen at any time. There is no one place in the Bible that says you have to go to a church. Church is not a building. And it's not a time. Yes, Sabbath on Sunday. But, I mean, depending on what you study, if you study Jewish culture, then it's actually Friday night through Saturday night. So, and same with Catholics. Um, so it's just kind of like the realization that I feel like church doesn't have to be a place that you go to, but a time that you study. And so for myself, I have really loved Elevation Church by Stephen Furtick, which is done on YouTube. And I have never felt closer, more called, more understanding of the Bible. I can tell you, I would have not had the faith journey I have that I'm on currently had it not been for that. Because so many times, I've said this before, I thought that the Bible, yes, it's a lot, but it's a lot of reaffirming stories. It's the same similar stories told in different ways so that someone else can understand it. And when I have heard multiple sermons, I am like, well, wait, he was talking about Paul in this story. And wait, John was in this story. And it's funny because I'm like growing up, um, I had to really choose faith. I didn't have a faith-based family. I didn't have a church-going family. And I just <laughs> really cabbaged on to anybody who would go to church. And I would just ask them to take me. Because I, for so long, looking back, realized I have craved this feeling since I was a kid. So when I look back, I was like, I thought the Bible was just so complicated. Almost like there's no way I could ever understand it. So why should I even try? And then listening to Elevation for months at a time, I'm like, I'm learning these stories. And it's building my belief because once again, when you start to see results, you become addicted to it. And I'm like, you mean I could understand the Bible and like I could teach this? And I mean, I could help people who were me two weeks ago, two months ago, feeling like they could never understand how they're accepted or how they're loved by Christ. Like I could do that. And it has built that belief because I didn't go to church. I'm glad you said that, uh, it's not about going to a physical church. Mm-hmm. Um, because that I'll get asked often, do I believe in God? And do I, what church do I go to? And I'll often say, I don't go to church. Mm-hmm. And that's nothing against church because I love what church is supposed to be for, which is everyone coming every Sunday to, it's almost, it's almost like we're all checking on each other. <laughs> remember. You're checking accountability. Yeah. It's like, it's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like accountability. You come in it's like, remember, let's, let's just remind ourselves of what we're trying to do to. Yes. uh, improve our community Mm because really i think that's where it's best served is locally yeah it i'm not saying that like with the pope for example that it doesn't work on a large scale but you run into more problems you don't you don't receive the intimacy either if it is so large and in charge that you can't it would be so hard to have community and that is truly what we all crave regardless like, of what we're going through. Like honestly, I think church is having conversations like these, looking over s- some passages in the Bible. Don't get me wrong, I've heard some really cool uh sermons from some really cool pastors on YouTube, but um and and I might attend church again one day. Uh 
I just know growing up, there was a lot of things that happened that made me look at some of the people there and go, I don't know if I want to attend church. Mm -hmm. And that might be a little too judgy on my part, which that's a growing thing I've learned. I just, now I'm rambling and I forgot where I was going. Well, just the fact that you understand that it's not always about the building, but if you do have a church that you go to locally, it would help you feel that community, that connection, yeah. the accountability of checking in on each other. Because yep. that was the that's kind of the whole point of church, of reminding you that, hi, we're all sinners. And we're all here to remind ourselves what we're actually supposed mm-hmm. to be doing. Because the longer you stay away, the harder it is to get back. Right. And this goes back to that uh, thing I was mentioning to you earlier. Like, why, are, why is there such a decline across the country and really the world, for that matter, of, of um, smaller attendance, especially among younger people? And I think part of it, part of the problem is um, pop culture, mm-hmm. the scandals in the churches that that can turn off a lot of people real easy. Mm-hmm. But I think people, and myself included, have forget that that's other places. You also can't necessarily judge um, your local uh, church community based on what everyone else at large is doing right you can't base other people's actions on what is currently going on in your life and And that sounds like it should be obvious but there's some things that you don't realize so many times yeah so many times that it should be obvious like you know think back in your journey of all of like i say journey but really it's life if we're being super honest looking back at your life you look back and you're like, it should have been obvious that this is what I was doing to myself. This is how I was talking to myself. This is how I was acting. And yet you don't find yourself feeling that way during that time. It's only in hindsight that you do feel that way. So friends, I do want to tell you that we are actually breaking this podcast up into two different episodes. So if you're wanting to hear us finish out our conversation, I am going to ask that you head over to the Hipschman experience. We are going to put part two on Jake's show so that you guys have a way of breaking up maybe just time frame or what you are wanting to listen to the most. Thank you, Kyra. And we'll catch you all in part two. Thank you guys so much for listening to Be You Unapologetically podcast. I would appreciate it if you could subscribe and maybe give me a rating for what you love about this podcast. I appreciate all the reviews and your love and support means more to me than you will ever know. 